Welcome to Questions Why A Ask Podcast. We're excited to be here. Can we have a round of applause for our guest, Mr. Todd Barnett? Yes. If you don't know what this podcast is, this is a podcast hosted by Daybreak Young Adults where we talk about the questions why they are asking, looking at different things from the perspective of a pastor and a professional with the hopes of learning and growing in our leadership and who God has called us to be. Like I just said, we have my friend Todd on the podcast, and I will briefly uh, tell you a little bit about who Todd is. But before I do, I wanted to ask Todd just some rapid fire questions. Oh, fun. All right. Let's just do to it. get to know him a little bit. <laughs> Thanks for having me, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I'm honored that you came all the way up here. I know you came up here mostly to have some Jenny's ice cream after this. but 100%. But this is a great second reason to come <laughs> yeah. up here as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Running shoe of choice, Todd. Running shoe of choice. Uh, Nike Pegasus. Um, I've been running in those since eighth grade. So wow. they haven't failed me yet. Jeez. Nike, write that down. Cole's writing it down right now. Yeah. Cole, <laughs> he's ready Pegasus. for it. Okay. Pre and post run fuel. Ooh, uh, we were chatting about this a little bit before, but Oreos, you know, I wasn't joking. I love Oreos. I have a family size pack in my apartment at all times. I just ran out, so I actually need to grab some on the way home. Uh, but yeah, that's the unhealthy one. If I'm going healthy, then I've always done grapes. Uh, I love grapes um, and like peanut butter with graham crackers also. All right. So what I just learned is if I buy Oreos, I'm going to look like Todd. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. We got some affirmation on That's that. That's how I get my skin tone. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Cause that's what I was talking about. Um, okay. Like quick hit advice for someone who wants to get into running, uh, consistency and start little. Don't try to do too much at one time. Like right. a lot of times, uh, with not just running, but anything, uh, people try to do way too much and like set like a really ambitious goal. Like I've never ran before. So now I'm going to do the New York marathon. It's like, let's scale it back. Maybe just do a mile. Right. And then, uh, if that's too much, do a half mile and then, uh, maybe do half mile for a couple of days per week and then build up. So, and just stay consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, resonate with that at all <laughs> for those of you that follow us on instagram to promote this podcast i decided to run just over three miles today and i uh supposedly, did let yeah no I'll, I'll post the real results of what i ran um but then on tuesday i went and worked out with my boys cole and justin we did legs and so i'm i am walking funny um but favorite music to run to favorite music to run to anything i can uh dance to so okay. like that's usually like if I like to dance to it in my apartment alone, like in the kitchen, yeah, it's a great run song. Um, and so yeah. So you got some Whitney, like some Whitney. Um, a lot of uh, I love female pop artists, so that's actually very much in line. Female pop is probably my favorite genre. Um, and so that is surprising to some people, but yeah, anything I can dance to. My next question for you is going to be guilty pleasure run oh, music. Man. But you just said it, I feel. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't feel guilty about it. But guilty, guilty pleasure, definitely, like I said, female pop. Uh, Say So by Doja Cat, I think is the greatest oh pop gosh. song of all time. And so that always makes the playlist. Also, uh, Prima Donna Girl by Marina and the Diamonds, also a banger. Wow. So yeah, right, right? Banger, so. I love that. My, uh, my go-to uh, female pop band, sadly, uh, disband. Oh, no. Fifth Harmony. I was a big Fifth Harmony guy. <laughs> Fifth Harmony. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, work from home. Got like I <laughs> liked that you. song when it came out. And then when COVID was able to bring it back into my life, like bro, I 
anyways, moving on. It's not about me today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about kind of what you do. Obviously, yep. uh, you're an athlete. We, there was quite a few people commenting <laughs> on your calves. Um, I'll, fire an a, I'll f- uh, file an HR report for that later. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> but your favorite sport growing up, what was that? Uh, basketball, actually. Yeah, so, so do a lot of running now, and running is definitely the sport that I've done the most um, in an organized fashion, but definitely basketball growing up. And then how did you get from basketball into running? Um, honestly, it was just the thing that I was best at. Like, it was the thing that I looked around, and I was like, huh, I'm, like, better than a lot of my peers at this thing. So, like, that's what I'm going to do. So that was, yeah, that's kind of how I did it. I resonate with that so much. Yeah, it was like, okay, I could, like, work really hard to be good at this one thing, or I could just, like, lean into what I'm naturally good at and just right. beat a lot of people in this thing. So that's right. kind of how it happened. <laughs> See, like, I think that's frowned upon too much. Like, yeah. God gifted you that. Lean into so it. So go be him yeah. in what God gave you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take, write that down. Write yeah. that down. Um, I don't want to be them in basketball. I want to be him in running. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So that actually, I, I was having this conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. Simple question. Would you rather be a bench player on a championship team mm-hmm. or the best player on a not making the playoff team? Oh, bench player. Easily. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm same. Yeah, yeah. I want to win. I saw, yeah, I like, I like winning. Actually, in high school, we had this like basketball, like five on five tournament at the end of the school year. Um, and I recruited all of the, uh, like a lot of people on our actual basketball team to be on my team. Yeah. Um, no one passed me the ball. But we had a good team. You just stood in the corner out of the way. Yeah, so I didn't love that part. I, I'm not going to say, like, I was just happy to be there. Like, no, 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 I want to play. But, like, I'd rather win than, yeah, be the best person on the sinking ship. Yeah, yeah for sure. I am 100% the yeah. exact same mentality. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I am, I'm, a, I'm a team player as long as my team is championship level. As long as we're winning. Yeah. If, if things are starting to go south, then I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a sore loser. I'm definitely <laughs> – I'm yeah. Kevin Durant. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay. Um, so, Todd, you are from Midwest – Midwest boy, yeah. Ohio guy. Ohio. But not Ohio college allegiance. No, no Ohio college allegiance. Yeah, we no. got we got Spartan up. Spartan up, baby. MSU, go green. Yes. How did you end up here in San Diego? Um, because I grew up in the Midwest and it's very cold in the Midwest. Um, and I came out here in 2017 for vacation one time and fell in love with it. Went to La Jolla. I was like, I gotta move here at some point. And it was like one of those like typical midwest things like one day when i retire i'll move somewhere warm <clears throat> and uh into 2019 i didn't like the job i was working at. i quit my job lease was about to end and i was like i don't want to stay in detroit which is where i was at, at the time and uh i was like what's stopping me from i keep saying one day it would be cool to go to california why not just do it now right it's not a pandemic coming or anything like that so <laughs> uh so yeah anyway just just packed up and, and made the move that's fantastic. And then obviously pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. And so you like, you're going to have a unique answer to this next question because you navigated this during the pandemic, but what was the hardest part of moving to a new city? Um, I mean, obviously there was the pandemic, but yeah, what were some of those challenges. Yeah. And I can, I can answer that a little bit more broadly too, just because, so after college, uh, graduated in 2016 from Michigan state, went to Las Vegas for six months for an internship, then Chicago for a year, then Detroit for two. So I had gotten accustomed to moving already. And I'd say the hardest thing is uh, definitely finding community. Um, There's some things like moving sucks, right? And like actually packing and unpacking boxes and changing your address and all that stuff. But all that stuff is very temporary. That sucks for the first week. But like finding community just takes time, right? Um, And no one ever tells you that like one of the hardest things about being an adult is finding friends as an adult. It's like super awkward. And uh 
So that's definitely hard. And then finding a church, honestly, and I'm not just saying that because of the nature of this podcast, but finding a church home, especially if you grew up going to like the same one throughout your entire yeah. life growing up uh, and you go to college, like that's like, oh, wait, I have to find like a, a new church. And like, what do I like in a church? Like I've never consciously thought like, oh, this church is different. You know, my church is different from another one. You right. just think like, oh, every church might be the same or you might, at least I thought that way. I'll speak for myself. But um, that's definitely some of the hardest things about moving somewhere new. Yeah, that's valid. And so how did you work to, or how do you maybe still actively work to make friends? I think you said something that is so foundational in young adulthood. Oftentimes yeah. those high school best friends you had are still there, yep. but they're not the people that are in proximity. And they're also not the people that maybe are heading in the same life direction. So you have to make new friends mm -hmm. and that's good and that's healthy, but it's hard to do. How have you gone about making new friends in this? Well, and you're also in a new city and everything, but. Yeah, I have to be a lot, like, I have to be very proactive about it, as as everyone does, but I'm very much an introvert by nature, so I'm very comfortable with being alone. I do really enjoy, like, my time in communities, like, once I find my people that, like, speak my language, as, as I'd say, like, you know, you like the same type of music, and they get the inside jokes, and they get the references you make to, like, really obscure memes on Twitter, and, like, you know, finding people who speak the same language, same faith, and stuff like that, so that's tough, um, but, you know, I think just, like, putting yourself out there and going and, like, trying different communities and if you don't like that like keep going and trying different stuff obviously mutual friends is always great if you got a, a friend in the city that the world's so small that way especially with right. social media where there's bound to be at least one person that was your roommate's cousin's best friend in college or something like that so um that helps and then uh i mean in my case what we'll get to is you know just end up creating one which is definitely my personality like if i don't like right. the way something's going i'm just like i'll just do it myself so yeah yeah and i like I like that about you. I, yeah. I, I look to that a lot as far as what you've been able to build. And so what you were just referencing uh, is this wonderful thing called PB Run Club, Pacific Beach Run Club. And this started just over three years ago. And it started how? Yeah. So um, I had the idea back in Detroit. Uh, for about a year, like before I even moved out here, I was like, one day when I move somewhere warm, I really want to start a run club. And I was like, I'm not running in the cold. So, you know, I did that growing <laughs> up. So I was like, I, just, I, I, okay, Todd, I want you to know that you are creating so much space for so many people. Yeah. The fact that you eat Oreos, <laughs> yeah. you think running in the road, like running in the cold is stupid. Like yeah. you're telling me that David Goggins is an idiot. And I appreciate that about yeah, you. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. That's, that's definitely not the like that stay hard. Like that's not my jam. And like, <laughs> yeah. so good for him if it works for him and the people who, who follow his content. But yeah, anyway. I uh, I didn't want to run the cold, and so I was like, one day when I move somewhere warm, I'm starting a, um, a run club. And so I had the idea, I had a logo picked out and all this stuff. It wasn't going to be Pacific Beach Run Club. Um, ended up deciding to move to San Diego, moved here. Three days later after moving here, the um, stay-at-home order went into effect, and so... Uh, and so I was like, oh, guess I'm not starting a run club anytime soon. Like, you know, I'm living alone, don't know anyone in a new city. And so went through the ups and downs. We all know how 2020 went, and... Uh, October came and I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Like, let me just go ahead and start one. Um, had a friend that started one. I ended up making a friend with this guy, Justin, who started a run club up in Venice, uh, Venice run club in LA and, uh, was talking to him and it just was like inspiring me. Like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. I've had this idea for a while. Like he's like, yeah, just go out and just try it or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. Um, invited two people from my apartment complex, um, Perry and Lagaya, shout out to them. Um, Perry, I would like talk to periodically, like going to get mail, like, Hey, what's up, man? Like I, like I met the day before, parking my car, and she was like, 
coming back from a run. She said, hey, do you ever run? And I said, actually, I do. And I'm starting a run club tomorrow if you want to come. And so those were the first two people at my run club. And so, uh, yeah, started the run club, just really wanted something selfishly to meet people. But then also I don't drink. And I just got really frustrated living in Detroit, the Midwest, where a lot of it is just like everything, even not just in the Midwest, but in your 20s, even as you get older, a lot of socializing has to like revolves around drinking, even if it's just like, hey, let's go watch a game like at this bar and like, let's grab a beer and do this. And I was like, Oh, I wish it was something that was like free that was around something I like to do. And I was like, I like to run. I'll start a run club. And so, yeah, start with those three people. Goal was to get to like 15 people. Like stretch goal was like 20. If we get to 20, that'd be like, I was like, that'd be nuts if we get to like 20 people. Um, and so brick by brick, just like stay consistent and kept going. And you started a run club in Pacific Beach at what time and day? 8.30 a.m. on a Saturday, which is, I didn't know at the time, was the antithesis of PB. Because um, no one wants to get up that early and everyone's going out on Friday. So Right. You started a run club during, like, hangover wake-up hour. Yeah. Which I think there's oh, something yeah. prophetic about that. You know, we love that. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, and uh, I think, I think you're, uh, one of, again, one of the things I really admire about you is also you have a very, um, I think, the word meekness. The meekness is in the Bible and it's, um, it's not a false humility. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like falsely humble, like, yeah. Oh no, I'm not doing anything great. Like, you know, what you're doing is pretty amazing. You know, what you're doing is great, but you started with three at your three year anniversary that you just celebrated a couple weeks ago. Yeah. How many people were at that? We had uh, a little over 450 on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy, crazy to see what it's grown to. So, and so you have it Wednesday nights, Saturday mornings, and you probably have collectively 500 people yeah i'd week. say yeah five 500 plus 500 um total per week yeah just yeah. running <clears throat> just running yeah you sound like my dad every time he's like <laughs> that many people and i'm like I, he's first like, of all i would be honored to be your father so yeah. I, I, I appreciate that <laughs> he's like, yeah he's like, he's a good dude uh but he goes uh, he's like he's always like that many people was like like running like all running and i'm like yeah like every time he always asks that way yeah and like you're not like <laughs> taking shots like, yeah, it's right. not like TV, you know like it's like no we just get together and run yeah um so you said you said something just really passingly brick by brick what did the brick by brick process look like a little bit for you like if you could talk through maybe what were some of the things that you look back on over these last three years you're like mm -hmm. these are some of the key things that got us to the size that we are now yeah um consistency which i talked about earlier with even just like if you're trying to pick up running but like consistency is, is so huge and that's what separates i think any group or business or like if you're trying to succeed a lot of times from other people or things or entities is that just like staying with it. So like when I started run club, um, we just used to do Saturdays, uh, at eight 30 AM and I had made a commitment to myself. I was like, no matter what, like, I don't care if it's a wedding. I don't care if it's holiday. I don't care if friends want to go out of town, a concert. I'm not missing Saturdays at eight 30 AM. Like I'm going to be here, rain, shine, whatever. And so I thought that that was like one of the things that is, is super important um, that they know, Hey, we're going to see Todd there. We know at eight 30, he's going to be there. We know that we're going to do this route. We know that like just knowing what to expect. Um, and then just like the commitment to, uh, like our North star and still is, and will always be like making it a good experience for the member. So like, it doesn't matter. Like even, you know, there's other priorities that come up, whether it's like monetization or you got merch or if you care about events or marketing or getting good pictures, like, sure, like all those things matter too. But like, if the first thing is always like making sure the member experience, like members feel safe, they feel welcome, they feel seen. 
like and then I feel like that has just branched out to allow us to do like all the other stuff comes like you do all that stuff then it'll inform like you know brands want to be where people are so you don't have to worry about getting brand deals when you got a lot of people people like being there brands will follow so right um that's kind of been the north star yeah you so we're gonna break down each of those you said consistency Mm -hmm. so how many saturdays have you missed in three years yeah so under 10 someone asked me that the other day yeah i think maybe eight maybe yeah yeah and that well that's eight i'm talking eight Probably eight total. It might be 10 total of Saturdays and like a combination of Saturdays and Wednesdays. So 50, 52 weeks in a year, twice yeah. a week. That's 104 run. Well, when did, when did the second night start? Wednesday started last year, beginning of so beginning year. of last year. So we've been doing, yeah, a year and almost two years now full of Wednesdays. So, so you, got a, you got 104 plus 104. That's 208 and you've missed 10. That's like 2%. Yeah. We've, yeah. Not, not many. <laughs> Um, we're going to pause there for a second yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about consistency All right, <laughs> because I think that that is probably one of the most, um, underrated things. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, I mean, even in my own life, like I'm, sure. I'm not, I'm not speaking at anyone specifically in this other than myself of, I think consistency is the first hardest hurdle to get over mm-hmm. when you want to do something great, especially when it has a humble beginning. So so often we'll hear young adults talk about, I want to do this thing. That's great. I want to do this thing. That's great. Head against the wall, head against the wall, head against the wall, kind of just give up inconsistency, committing to anything. What are some of the things that maybe life lessons you learned or how you were raised that built inside of you, this mentality of like, I'm going to miss a wedding. Like I'm going to have nothing get in the way of a Saturday morning. Like that is that is the antithesis, like you said, of, PB, of yeah. the norm <laughs> yeah. of like, I'm going to have a commitment at 830 every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, yeah, my, my parents are very committed people and very driven people for sure. Um, and then uh, just, I guess, seeing that and then just understanding, like, if you want, if you care enough about something, it kind of comes natural, right? Like it's, it didn't feel like a sacrifice, right? And there, there's times where that would, like if I said right now, I'm not going to eat, I've done this before. I'm not going to eat sugar right for like all of january and I'll, I'm, i've had it on my like to-do list i'm gonna bring it down to like only eat sugar once a, a week or something like that i get like two days in and then it's like i'm, I'm out right so it's like it's the not Oreos like i'm just start calling they start calling the yeah. ice cream the candy uh i saw that they're banning skittles in california i might have to smuggle i'll be the first person i'll be like pablo escobar of skittles in california but like uh but um i was gonna be the skittle plug yeah, yeah i like that imagine me getting mugshot for skittles but um but yeah so it's not like i'm you know i'm just like i'm you know i would i'd be lying to you if i said i was consistent in every area of my life but sure um but definitely with this like where i have like an idea in my head or something like i love creating things it's like, I have to see it through. Like, it's just like, right. I, I have to, like, it's just, I'll do it or die trying. Like, and I, and I mean that literally, um, especially with run club. So, um, so yeah. And just, I just know that it takes what it takes and like good things take time. I'm patient with it. And right. so, um, so yeah. I like that part of like, maybe like a little bit of a segue, but, um, something pretty amazing is the Instagram following you've also created with PB run club. Yeah. You guys are about to crest into 10,000. Yeah. yeah, Really close. Yeah. Close there. I keep an eye on it. Every time I see it on my feed, I (laughs) click on it. I'm like, this man is literally like this thing is blowing up. It's fantastic. It's getting big, man. Um, that has to be a combination of the consistency. And the other thing that you referenced, which was the experience. Yeah. Um, 
I came to PB Run Club, number one, because yep. at that time I was training for a half marathon. And then Dope. your boy tore his MCL and then just gave up on his physical <laughs> fitness. We're getting him back. Cole's keeping me accountable. There we go, Cole. Um, but the other thing is my wife and I came down because we wanted to see about your first time experience because mm-hmm. we had had a brief conversation about that. And I was thoroughly impressed. Talk us through what it looks like to be a first time runner at the PB Run Club. Yeah. So, um, and we've been doing this. We've added to it um since since the first run but um you come up i used to be able to like pretty much recognize now i still can somewhat like just from body language like if it's your first time so i'll come up hey i'm todd and now we have two other run leaders who help out but go introduce them you know welcome it's your first time okay um couple things since your first time when you get a new member picture if you'd like you don't have to but we post on the instagram story to highlight the new members um and then we have a raffle. So we'll point them over to what we now have a whiteboard and like all these announcements, a raffle. If you'd like to enter that, our app that we launched last year. So the app has like individual and group messaging for the whole run club, local deals and discounts, and then a link to all the pictures after the run. Um, and then we have a new member question. So before we take off, we'll gather, um, you know, 630 on a Wednesday at 645, we'll gather all the new members and they'll go up, we have a microphone and stuff, and they'll say their name, where they're from originally, and then we'll have a new member question of the day. So like last uh, last night, sir, wait, is today Thursday? Yes. So last night was new girl or friends. Uh, which one do you prefer? Wow. Um, R.I.P. Matthew Perry. What do but, you prefer? Uh, new girl. New girl. Same. Um, My wife would for sure say friends, but I'm a big Schmidt guy. Which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love new girl. And, and it's, I mean... Obviously, Friends is like, I think, the greatest in terms of just like commercial success, greatest sitcom of all time. But, and I've seen a ton of it, but yeah, I, I think New Girl is more my jam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we take members through that process. So immediately, like, you feel seen. I, you know, I know a lot of times with run clubs, you just kind of go, there's a meeting location, someone comes up and says, hey, here are the, you know, you might, if you take it upon yourself or someone comes up to you, you might end up getting into a conversation. Um, and then there's a route, and then you go on the route, you come back. And um, this way we kind of force, you know, like I tell people, if you don't want to be social, then you're not going to like PBRC. Like that's the whole point, right? Is that, you know, we're not a run club or a social club that likes to run is like our, our slogan. Hmm. And um, and so like we're going to make sure that you have the opportunity if you'd like, right? Like if you'd like to get a new member picture, great. If you don't want to, I'm not going to push you up there. If you don't want to go up there and introduce yourself, again, not going to push you if you don't feel comfortable, but you're going to have the opportunity to feel seen and feel like you're a part of the community. And now you are officially part of PBRC. Um, and it creates instant connection. Like one, someone just came up and introduced himself and like took you through kind of an onboarding. Um, you get highlighted on this Instagram page, which to me, it still feels like this small thing that I'm just <clears throat> coordinating, but it's funny that people will be like, yo, I made the cut for the page. It's like, you know, they're like right. be tagging their friends, like, yo, look, I made it to the front page. And I'm like, yeah, this is hilarious. This is just me in my room <laughs> posting pictures. Like, this is not, I'm but just it's a like, dude from Ohio. <laughs> just a guy from Ohio, kid from Akron, right? No, yeah. kid from Cincinnati. Uh, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's what it feels like. So it's really funny that like to me, it's still this small like baby, but like it's like it's so much bigger than that now in PB. But anyway, they'll go up there, and the big one of the bigger things is uh, saying where they're from, because immediately, especially with hundreds of people now, oh yeah, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. You're like, what? That's random. And then there's gonna be at least like five people in the crowd. Oh, I'm from Savannah. And then that instant connection, they start chatting and. Next thing you know, they realized that they like it was two people that uh, were telling me they've been coming to the club for a while now. They get to talk and they went to high school together. Didn't even wow. know. And somewhere random, it was like somewhere in maybe Minnesota, like a random. It wasn't like they both went to like Bishop Gorman or something like right. that in like Vegas. It was super small. They're like two years apart and had like 60 mutual friends. And so 
that like instant connection happens. Yeah. I think you said so many things, um, that I think might just get overlooked that are simply, but like your, um, your social awareness of PB and San Diego in general to have people answer the question of where are you from, mm-hmm. knowing that San Diego is such a transient town. Everyone 100%. comes. I like the amount of times I've talked to someone, they're like, oh yeah, I lived in San Diego for a season. Yep. You know? <laughs> and like they kind of bounce around. And so finding that connection is huge. Um, but then also people want to feel seen. Mm-hmm. And for sure. what you do with that Instagram story and even saying like, hey, we want to take your photo. Even if you inevitably ended up doing nothing with it, people would still in that moment feel good. But then when you have the follow through to say, no, we're going to post every single new person that's willing. I mean, I yeah. mean, I felt cool when I went Yeah, and you took my photo. I was like, dang, yeah. bro, I'm on a run club Instagram story. People, people know this boy's an athlete, right? You know? so <laughs> yeah. like, like it felt good. I'm here. Yeah. Um, but then more than that, you also work your tail off during the run (laughs) to get photos. That was probably the most entertaining part of the run for me (laughs) was watching you, um, do that. So talk, talk just briefly about what you do while people are on the route. Yeah. So, um, and it's, so, it's funny describing it to people who have never been cause they're like, huh? Like, what do you take pictures during the run? So, um, I run with a, with a Sony a seven R four, which whoever has the camera. Yeah. You can probably appreciate, how how crazy that is yeah it's like five thousand dollars worth of equipment that i'm running around with and it's I, didn't, I didn't even know that <laughs> yeah insane insane uh and so i run sprint around with that and i take pictures on the run so i run to the front of the pack take pictures run around so i'm basically just like uh like a sheepdog like hurting the crew like taking pictures and so um i take all those and then i upload them uh that night and so within like Usually two to three hours after the run on Saturdays and Wednesdays, the pictures are all available for download or all the good ones, right? Like I'm taking 1,300. I probably pare it down to like 200 pictures. Um, a lot of funny, a lot of bloopers. Um, everyone should thank me that I don't release those. But um, You should though. Yeah, yeah. There should be like the black market of the so, right? run club photos. <laughs> if it's like some of like the homies, like if only they take a really club. bad one, I'll stay yeah, right. Only run club. <laughs> Only people got to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting dark. We're going to move on. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah. I get canceled so fast. Um, <laughs> but, they, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I take a ton of pictures, and then I upload them, and people have access to download them. Um, and so, yeah, again, just like it's funny because that turned and even the pictures, like the quality of the pictures going up and me investing in the camera. When I first started, it was just me with my phone. All was centered around the member experience. Like, it wasn't for marketing. Obviously now it's like, great, we have these high res pictures and I've learned to be a pretty decent photographer and had no photography experience before for the Instagram page. And it looks cleaner. The website looks cleaner, but it was really done with the thought of like, yo, everyone loves these pictures. Like how do I make it even better for them? And so even like posting on Instagram is very intentional. That's another thing that I would say is really big about any goal setting or creating is just like being very intentional in the things you do. So like it's a reason why we do all that stuff. Like the pictures is a reason I invested in the camera because then we get to highlight different people on Instagram. I try not to post the same people too often. I try to post new people on there. Everyone, I post like a, up to a hundred, the hundred pictures that are allowed. I don't know if you, anyone knew this, but you can only post a hundred pictures in a 24 hour pic, uh, period on the, your stories on Instagram. So I use that whole clip on there and like just highlight people. Cause again, wow. they look and they're like, people are sending to their friends. People's moms have reached out and like asked if they can like, if I can send them the original pictures, they could print it out. Or like people will reach out and be like, I've never felt so strong before, like seeing myself run. Dang. Cause you have, unless you played a professional sport or you played even organized sport, maybe even high school, if you're, your team had really good photographers, most people don't have high res photos of them working out. 
unless you're in those settings. So like, that's really cool to see yourself. If you don't feel like you're an athlete or someone who's ever ran to see yourself running right in like a good picture of you running. Um, and so, um, and so, yeah, I, it's, it's really cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then your latest member experience improve this boom box. Man, that thing is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. We don't have to necessarily get into the details of it, but I think even when we were sitting at lunch and you were telling me about it, you have uh, a mentality of what we would call at daybreak kind of delivering the wow. And so every single time someone comes to the run club, your goal is to elevate yeah, what, the, sure. what they're experiencing. So when you think about what someone experiences at run club, maybe what are some things you're dreaming about right now? In specific, I know what you're dreaming about long term, but like, what do mm-hmm. you dream about at PB Run Club to continue to elevate the experience? Uh, at run, like, maybe we're like, what are some things in the back of your head? Like, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, a couple of things, uh, and I'm trying to think of like what things I can share. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen like the music, like people just get to talking and saying anything on podcasts and just like you know. But anyway, yeah, uh, they say something they definitely shouldn't have said. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yo, what are you doing? Just um, so you know. You could just say redact and I'll edit it. It's gone. No, no, you're gone. I'm messing. I'm being silly. Uh, but um, yeah, I think for a run club right now, one of the thoughts is um, I really want to do a track night. I feel so last year we did track nights every other um, every other Thursday. We were doing them at Point Loma Nazarene and then they eventually kicked us off the track. We just had a lot of people and um, and so we were doing that and, I, and it was really cool. Same effect that run club has but even more so more exaggerated because a lot of people haven't ran but even more people haven't stepped on a track right they're like i've never stepped on a track before i've never done a track workout like they're scared and so to be able to break that barrier down by creating like super inclusive workouts that still get you a good workout but like still makes you you know you don't feel like it's like hey everyone just go run 100 meters and then you're the one who's in the back it's like hey like faster people you run 200 meters if you are at this pace you're gonna run 100 so you're going to get a 100-meter head start, and then, like, the goal is for everyone to fit. So, like, just tailoring the workout for, like I said, for it to be inclusive. So um, that one was one that I really want to get back because I saw the um, how just people felt about themselves when they got through a track workout and didn't see themselves as a runner. And I also, I just love track. Like, that's, that's you know, one of my first loves when it comes to sport. Um, I ran track third grade through 12th grade. And so that's one. And then um, and scratch the itch of wanting to be a track coach one day. Um, but – that's one. And the other one is just, um, solving for like always solving for stuff. So like doing more event, more social events, um, doing a pickleball tournament in the spring. Like I love pickleball and it's like the hottest thing in the world right now. So, um, doing something like that, uh, adding more days. We have a ton of people. Like I said, we have 400 some people on Wednesdays and just think of safety. So like splitting up and maybe doing like adding a Tuesday where it's the same structure. Um, What's going to happen is I'm just going to have 400 people on Tuesday and Wednesday. And so, but at least I tried. Uh, so, yeah, just always, there's always ideas and always right. thinking and working on an app. We have an app and redesigning that app and rebranding and stuff. So there's always like 20 different things going on yeah. at once. Yeah. So what, I, what a conversation I often have as well with young adults is like they have so many dreams. Mm-hmm. They want to see so many things happen, but they don't know where to start. So yeah. when you think about you have all of this ahead of you. You mm-hmm. have this thing that's already functioning well, that's doing well. This isn't even your job, by yeah. the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> Todd is a is a working man. He yeah. works for Strava full-time. I do, yeah. Has a formal nine-to-five and yet has <laughs> found an ability to completely build a 600-person run club uh, on a consistent basis, which is man. pretty bonkers. Um, how do you... 
kind of taper your excitement, not burn out. Mm-hmm. Your, I think that's the latest buzzword that I think uh, would love to see die. Uh, I agree. Of yeah. like burnout. Yeah. And I get like, there's like levels of rest that we need to have, but like you have so much drive, you're seeing so much happen mm-hmm. and yet you're not burning out. You've been doing yep. this for three years and it's only growing, you know, and I get, and when we think about business, three years isn't that large, but right. what are you kind of doing to keep the, keep the love, keep the excitement of what you're doing, but then also keep going? Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's super important what you pray for too. Like I, um, I used to, I used to pray, um, I probably changed this like at the beginning of 2020, but I used to pray like, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I used to pray, God, I pray that you give me the ability, the resources, the tools, vision to create uh, multiple billion dollar businesses. Like it was kind of centered around the revenue piece and then it just, it just didn't feel right. I was like, eh, I don't, you know, I probably prayed that for like a year plus and then I like changed it to like, God, I pray that you give me all those things to create multiple businesses that help billions of people. And so I was like, mm-hmm. just kind of centered around that. And then also praying that, um, God helps me not to grow weary and well doing. So I was like, I don't necessarily need re- Like, you know, people are like, find time to rest. And I was like, I don't want to rest. I just need more energy to do more. And so, um, hmm. and so there's that piece. My dad also brought something up, uh, recently and I've never heard anyone bring this up, but he was like, he asked our pastor if the Bible ever mentions retirement. And he's like, no, he like asked a couple of people and they're like, no, it doesn't mention retirement. And so yeah, they kind of go till death. All yeah. Bible. Yeah. You yeah. kind of just go. And so it's like, you know, what you do, maybe it maybe looks different, like right. and how you contribute to the body of Christ looks different. But at the end of the day, like you should always be adding. Right. And mm. like want to, I always want to be like additive. I always want to give more than I receive. Um, and so to people, to situations, to organizations, whatever. And um, yeah, you know, I obviously have a drive. I think it's, important to try to find something if you can that kind of fits into like the category of like if it helps people if you're good at it um if you like it and then if it makes money like if you can get all four of those things in one type of like activity or like passion then that's awesome and like with run club i found something that you know even though it's not you know i'm putting way more money into it now than i'm making off of it you know i'm good at it i enjoy it it helps people and so um and so it just, it's easy, right? Like I don't, I don't get tired. I mean, obviously not every day is, I hate the saying, if you, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Like, no, if you do what you love, you're probably going to work harder than you would in another job. But right. like, yeah. you're going to, it's going to, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be worth it. Right. Like it's, it's totally worth it. So no, I put a lot of work in and there are days like when it gets dark out and I'm like, you know, when it was like abnormally rainy at the beginning of this year and right. I would show up on Wednesday sometimes when it was dark and be like I hope no one shows up here so I can go back home and take a nap yeah. and uh and then people start walking up and I'm like gosh right, hey dude, what's going on welcome it's your go. first time yeah so yeah why do you gotta love what I do yeah. so much man yeah. like I'm about to throw the camera yeah. but um but uh but no I mean but you know at the end of the day obviously I find a lot of joy in it but like yeah it's not always it's not always like super right. happy and chipper but yeah, it's just like when you when you love something, you know that's your purpose, and you know like not only who you are, but like specifically who you are in Christ, and like, like you just like this is this is what it is. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like I have no choice but to do this. Like, right. I love that, and I I would also like to clarify. Yes. You just stepped away from something you were doing every Sunday morning because you realized yeah, you needed to just be able to go to church and to rest. Yeah. So Todd does not work 24 7 365 he yeah, is man. still a human that has to sleep and does find time to rest so yeah man yeah i just briefly chatting referencing that just so 
everyone knows what, what Chandler's referring to. I was sharing with him that uh, f- four weeks ago now, I stepped down from, uh, for the last two plus years, was um, a Sunday school teacher at The Rock. Um, so I was doing like anywhere, pretty much anywhere. They put me between like first grade and fifth grade. Um, and I just, I just didn't have a day off, right? Like I would just, I would work Monday through Friday, Saturday we have run club and that's super inclusive or, um, and then Sunday I'd be <clears throat> teaching and then going to service and I was just like tired. I mean, I just, and if I didn't, if I wasn't volunteering at churches because I was out of town or doing something right. or, you know, traveling for work, whatever it was. So, um, and I just didn't have the energy afterwards, like on Sundays to like either go to a Bible study or like make time to like find community. And I was like, I need to like, something's got to give. I'm not quitting my job. I need to, you know, San Diego's not cheap. Run Club is what it is. This is kind of its ministry in its own and building on that. So, like, that's had to, that had to be the thing that went, and that was tough, right? Like, because, like, sometimes what you need to, like, remove from your life isn't necessarily a bad, like, we always think of it as, like, a, a cancerous person or something like that. Sometimes sure. it's, like, you got a lot of good things going, but, like, just having to prioritize, so. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. Uh, but I think, I think you, yeah, I loved, I loved your heart when you were explaining it, too, so. That's yeah, great. It was tough. It was tough. Uh, last questions I'm going to ask you, and then we're going to open it up. So start thinking about questions you might have for Todd. Um, so you've started to build out your team a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, talk me through how you identified people you wanted on your team and then how you kind of like trained and empowered them to start taking things over. Yeah, it's been a process. Um, <clears throat> so what initially prompted it um, – Cause I like working siloed. So I'm, I work best when I just have like a clear idea of what I want to do. Or if I'm working for someone, they give me a clear idea and goal boundaries. Um, and then they say, go and make it happen. Right. You don't have to give me a ton of resources. Like I'll figure it out. Um, and so because I'm built that way and I don't want to like burden anyone with stuff and I don't have the resources to pay anyone now, I was just dead settled. Like I got to do everything. Like I got to do everything. Two of my friends came to me, both said at different times, like, hey, I'd be Rachel and Alyssa, who, who help out now, had mentioned to me last year, like, hey, if you ever need help, I got you. I saw I was going to have a ton of travel coming up. It was going to be the first time I was going to be, like, a couple times where I was going to miss Run Club last summer. Um, and so I was like, I need to get Run Leaders. I'm going to have more times when I'm missing. Like, I just, I need to get formal people, not just like, hey, can you lead Run Club this one time, but, like, people who are, like, consistent every time I'm out of town, take on some responsibility, and so that's how it started. And it just, it's, you know, we've, we've built upon that sense um, of like, first it was just when I was out of town. Then it was like, now they like help out with the runs. Even when I'm there, they'll like help out with the playlists and, you know, they'll pace. And then they'll, now they oversee and hire the other pacers that come. And so they handle all that. They even do the announcements now. So like the, the running joke now is that since I've allowed them over the last two months, they do all the announcements before the run club, everything. And I just take the pictures before and like greet people. So a lot of people just think I'm the photographer. So um, I like running to people all the time. Like the funny, I posted my Instagram story. I think you might saw it the other day. Um, a guy knocked on my door uh, earliest. I think it was Tuesday. And I was like, hey, do you mind turning your music down to your apartment? And I was like, sure. And he's like, wait aren't you the photographer from that run club? And I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so like there are people at this thing. I'm literally just the photographer or like a uh, guy asked me how I got the gig. He was like, how did you get hired on as the photographer of this club? And I'm just like, I know the uh, owner. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I just got, I got lucky man. LinkedIn. Uh, but, um, but yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> they've, they've, you know, I, I fight with them a ton about, about like, it's been a process of me relinquishing some of that, that uh, I'm not great at delegating something. I've definitely had to get better at as a leader um, over the last year, but just delegating and like one, not even just trusting someone else, but like 
articulating to them, it's not that I don't trust you all. It's that this is my baby. Like, this is like right. my kid. Like, imagine if you're just like, this is your kid and you're asking someone to babysit your kid. Like, you have to like do your due diligence to like, I'm giving this to you. Like, I'm leaving. Like, that's tough. That's right. really tough. And so, yeah, it's just, um, but it's necessary. And like, goal is to do run clubs all around the world. And so, it's going to require me to be able to like allow other people to babysit this thing and, and pour into it. Well, like it's not right. just mine. Like the run club is every, everyone. And I mean this when I tell people this all the time and they're like, yo, can you believe that you got 400 people here? And I'm like, bro, I'm good. At, I'm like cool enough to maybe get 10 people here, but like it takes everyone here to get all these other people. Like it takes yeah. everyone who like reposts, tell a friend, tell a coworker, um, like a picture, comment on a picture, <clears throat> it takes all of us. So I, I did not build Run Club solo. There's no way that I could. And like the only way it's grown is because other people pour into it and are great people. So yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. So uh, last question I'm asking, yeah. and then we're gonna go to the audience. Uh, you're in PB. You're am, starting a Run Club in PB. Uh, not a place where Jesus has a great reputation. We were even talking about... <laughs> um, PB is kind of like a church desert almost. Yeah, it that is. whole uh, yeah. strip, like coast, Mission Beach, PB, kind of all that. Not a, lot, yeah. not a lot of church going on. How do you uh, live out Jesus? You you don't drink. Yeah. So how do you make? Like, you I know you made friends through Run Club, but yeah, there's so many elements about who you are that is not Pacific Beach. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's I think honestly that's probably what attracts people to you. Yeah. If, uh, if if you could allow me to uh, brag about you a little bit, it's oh, like man, thanks, man. you kind of, you set a standard for people in some ways, probably um, in PB. Um, but how do you live out Jesus, your faith in, in that town? We talked about that a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, the, the culture in California in general is very different from, you know, the Midwest. Um, and so, yeah, there is like a, you know, that was something that, I think I was maybe a little bit aware of, but then like, you know, really aware once I lived here is that um, like religion almost feels like laughable in, in California. Like right. it's almost like, oh, you believe that? Like, you know, it's almost like I'm saying like, I believe in the tooth fairy. It's like, well, yeah, like I, I do. But like, um, that's kind of how it's like received a lot of the times I feel like in, in California, um, which is certainly not the case in where I grew up in, in Ohio. Um, and so, um, so yeah, that's different. I think for me, I'm like very much like a very, like determine like this is who I am very principled person so it hasn't it's not tough as far as like just me living out who I am no matter what environment I'm in like for instance in, in college like I was always DD like I would go out all the time like I had like <laughs> well I joke with my friends laugh because like I, one of the, our main bars at Michigan State Ricks I have a black card which allows me to like get into the VIP line and everything and usually to get the black card you have to spend a certain limit like per week on alcohol and I just did, I would go and get, they'd give me like pineapple juice for free and like Sprite. Cause I just would be always be the DD, but like, I like to dance and like hang out and talk to people. So like, no, I would like be in the spaces like, you know? Um, and so, but I was just who I was like, I was like, Oh, this is what I stand on. And like, this is what it is. So I think as far as being in PB and like what that looks like with the lack of like Christian influence churches, Jesus, whatever you want to say, um, or people who believe in Jesus. Um, I could probably do a better job of, you know, and we, we chat about, we've had conversations about this before, but like being a better disciple and proactively talking about it. Um, it's definitely something that like, I'm not shy about if someone approaches me or asks or like, why do you do this? Or like, why do you believe this? Like talk about it all day, you know? Um, but it's not something that I'm proactive about. It's kind of like, Oh, you do your thing. I'm doing my thing. This is what I stand on. This is what I believe. But, um, but yeah, finding a way to better like integrate that, like I said, with, 
with Run Club um, in not just such an overt way. It's okay. It's awesome if that's the case. This is not what it was built. It was built on Christian principles, right? Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cost anything to come. You don't have to sign up. Like everyone's welcome. Like, you know, we're super inclusive. But like with that being said, um, yeah, finding a way to like be more pronounced in like my faith and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, being in being in, in PB or even in San Diego, like it's it's cool in the fact that it's like definitely a choose your own adventure and like right. you know, I live in like like for instance, uh PB's like known for being like really loud and rambunctious as party and definitely when you drive down the street, drive down Garnett on like a Saturday, it looks like a frat house. But like my apartment building, for instance, is like super quiet. And so it's like a bunch of like really old people that live there and like I don't think there's anyone I've seen maybe one or two people who are under the age of like 70 in my apartment complex. So <laughs> it's super quiet and I work remote. And so my experience in PB is very different. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta know who you are and stay firm in that. Yeah, no, I love that. We were talking about that, uh, over lunch. And I mean, one of the things that we talked about was there's that quote of preach the gospel always, but use words when necessary. Mm. And I think that's a, that's a strong, that's a strength of yours. Um, and especially the, the, the spiritual gift of hospitality. Yeah, uh, that's, thank you. that's the most, I think, overlooked and undervalued, uh, spiritual gift. But in my opinion, that's one of my favorite when I meet people that love Jesus and are hospitable because what they do is they create space for people to build trust with a Christian and you're planting seeds, you know, the Bible talks about it all the time, plant seeds, um, and allow the Holy spirit to do his work. So yeah that's fantastic um we're gonna open it up for some questions now cool. uh audience anthony he's ready to go dope true yep yep yeah um that is a really good question we were talking about attrition before um Another another time. So we do have a lot of, I don't want to call it turnover. We obviously have a ton of people who consistently come. But San Diego being so transient, like there are so many people, a huge Navy presence, so people might be here for a couple months and then leave. There's a ton of people who are visiting in town, just like Google. Right now it's like gotten bigger. They find it on social media. Hey, man, I'm in town. I met a guy the other day who's actually from Detroit who's just here for Wednesday. And was like, yep, I just came by. He didn't even run with us. He just wanted to come see it. And so um, we get a lot of that. Um, but as far as just like keeping it, uh, keeping people, like giving them a reason to stay. Um, and our main focus is the social element more than the run. Like I said, we say we're a social club that likes to run and everything kind of revolves around that. So we have a social after every run club. So we always go to like a smoothie place or like a, a sports bar on Wednesdays. We have a PBRC prom that we did like a couple weeks ago. So we do a lot of social events throughout the year. So there's like the, some of those things where you go and it's not just like we're just doing the run and swaying together. Even during the run, we run a 5K and we have four uh, stops on the run where Amen. we stop, wait for people to catch up. They get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait for Chandler to catch up. <laughs> Andy and I were struggling on this run, bro. <laughs> I'm not even going to front. When you told me there was pauses, I said, that is a that is a gift from God. It's, the, it's my favorite part. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Me running around. I love it. Uh, love the breaks. So the breaks allow people to talk and stuff like that. So and we all, like I said, we run in mass. We run together. As opposed to a normal run club, you get the route, you do your own run at your own pace, and you meet back at the end. So everything is revolved around you making friends, you finding community. And so from the introduction, like I mentioned at the, at the beginning, um, saying where you're from. So I think all those elements definitely help to like, okay, this is something I want to come back to because now you got friends and now you made three and they're like, yo, you coming back. And now you feel like, shoot, I got to go. Even if I was kind of busy next Wednesday, I got to, I got to go now. So all those things kind of help. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to re-say that on the mic, so I'm going to say it right now. Anthony asked... <laughs> what did you ask again? Hold on. No, no, no. Anthony asked, how do you get people to stay in the run club? You yes. got some people checking out how yeah. you get people to stay. Okay. Next question. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, what lens are you running with? Yes. What did you say? What lens are you running with? So our friend Andrew asked, what lens are you running with? I run with a 24 to 70. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not light. It's not like I switch hands, my wrist get tired. I like go from this hand to this hand throughout. But yeah. So yeah. <laughs> for those of us um, that are normal uh, <laughs> and don't have a, a micro hobby in everything, uh, what what is that? Yes. Uh, so what Andrew referring to is the type of lens that I use for my Sony camera, a 24 to 70 millimeter lens. Um, basically just gives you a very wide range of shots in length uh, or distance from the subject. So, uh, it's not a light lens. It's not a small lens. So um, you like Randy Johnson and King Griffin yeah, right, Jr. on the yeah, sideline. Right. Is it like the gray and black lens? It's not that bad. No, okay. it's not the gray. Yeah, no, okay. that that bad boy would that would be that would be a workout. Really, really a workout. Um, but no, not quite that big. But um, but definitely not something that I would suggest for anyone to run. Like even as I want to do more run clubs, like I'm definitely not buying this camera for everyone to run with. They're getting a much cheaper camera for for content. Unless. <laughs> Shout out Sony. Let's sponsor the man. Just give him a bunch of cameras. Show me some love, Sony. Show Andy, me some you can love. work on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> influencer marketing. People run club. They got a lot of people. Um, <laughs> other questions. Anthony, oh, Cole, go ahead. What do you feel like the hardest challenge you've had to overcome when being consistent with it? Okay. Cole asked, what do you think is the hardest challenge you've had with staying consistent with the run club? Staying consistent, what would be the hardest thing? Because there's some, like, answer that you think I'd say, like, oh, like, just obviously showing up or, like, being discouraged by the amount of people who are coming, hoping people. We've had steady growth, and what's funny is that even looking back, like, when it was small, like, my goal was 15. So when we had, like, I remember the day when we had 10 people show up, and we were all like, yo, this is crazy. Like, my friends from college, my, my roommates from college came to visit. Um, first couple months I started, we had 18 people when they came. And they were like, bro, like, we're so proud of you. Like, I can't believe you built this thing. Like, how'd you get 18 people here? Like, you are going to have to break into page groups at some point, like, and everything. Like, this local, like, PB, like, they asked me to do, like, an article. And so, like, I'm thinking, like, shoot, like, I'm, I've made I'm him. it. Yeah, like, yeah, this is it. I'm here. But, uh, so that's funny looking back. But, no, hard, hardest thing um, with staying consistent is probably just um, people have a lot of feedback. That's one of the tough things too. People have a lot of feedback. People have a lot of thoughts. And so filtering through that, um, also just wanting to do so many other things, right? Like wanting to expand to different cities. That's one thing I'm like looking at now and we'll probably do two new cities next year. But, um, again, like with it being like my baby, it's like, I want to be there for everything. You can't be everywhere. Um, and so definitely shout to, to the run leaders to help me with that. So. Yeah, we were talking about the new cities, and I, I almost went home and told Andy, hey, we're moving to the city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to become a runner. Like, I'm going to be Todd's pupil. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing run club, whatever. Dude, you tell me I'll move to Alaska. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other questions? Getting injured, too, actually. Let me throw that out there, yeah. too. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's been a couple times where I've been injured, oh. and I've pushed through the run. Yeah, hold on a second. You've only missed eight, and you had throat surgery. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I had a surgery on my vocal cords. Um, and they told like, I, it healed way faster than it was supposed to. I probably went out and ran earlier than I was supposed to too. Thank God that it, my vocal cords are fine now. Um, but, but yeah, I was supposed to miss like a month and I missed like two, 
I missed maybe like a run, like one, one and a half run. He missed two hours. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was two hours late to the run is all that happened. I he was got, like, <laughs> got out of surgery, bro. ran to the run. from Right, the yeah, right. <laughs> they were like, you, can only, you can't, like it was like the restriction was like first week I can only talk five. No, no. First week I couldn't talk at all. Seven days, no, nothing. No, no voice, no noise. Second week I can only talk five minutes per hour. Third week I can only talk 10 minutes per hour. And so it healed much faster. So they opened up that a little bit quicker. But like I was going, I was like, hey, like, what's up? This is all this, this conversation we're having is going to be the only thing you're hearing me say today. And then like I just stopped talking and just ran around, took pictures and didn't talk there. So we made it through, though. We made it through. I probably should just not went to the run. But like, you know, it's all good. That's crazy. Other questions? You want to re-ask it in the... Oh, yeah. Before I do, can you check whoever is talking out there and just have them go a little bit farther away? I just don't want to... I don't want it to catch. Um, uh, Anthony asked, uh, reference to when you built the the dream team for <laughs> yeah, your yeah. high school basketball tournament. How did you get those guys to be on your team and to play with you and be a winner? Yeah, yeah, and how that translates. Um yeah, that's a really poignant question, actually. Uh, and I hadn't really thought much about like making that analogy to to now, but that's a really good good thought. Um, yeah, I'm. So I, um, I've had this argument with my current run leaders, Rachel and Alyssa. Shout out to Rachel and Alyssa. Love them and appreciate them. <clears throat> I tell that tell them that every chance I get after runs. But um, we have a lot of arguments as far as like me like identifying what they want to get out of run club. Like for me, my thought is like, I don't want to ask you all to do too much because I can't pay you. And eventually I want to be able to pay you when I, you know, um, a lot of run clubs operate off of volunteering, but like, I just have a thought of like, <clears throat> you get what you pay for. So you're going to get better help. If you pay someone and incentivize them also like, it's a lot of work, right? Like I, like if I can, I want to. And so, but they would be completely content with them just having more say. And like, if I told them, Hey, I can't pay you, but you all could like make, TikToks for the run club, they'd be so happy with that. They'd be like, no, take the money back. I just want to, so the stuff that they want to do. So um, anyway, getting a little off track to your question here, but um, creating a winning team. So my point with them a lot of times is it's not that I don't think that you would be good at maybe taking photos for the um, run club. I'm just better at that right now. And it's not that I have to do it. You know, every idea doesn't have to be mine. Everything, I don't have to control everything in it because I'm not the best at it. But if I'm going to have someone else do it, you have to be better than me at that thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, photography or building a winning team, I am 100% okay with other people doing the things I'm doing now, whether it be, like, managing the website or the Instagram or taking pictures. But, like, only if you're going to – because I want this to be the best possible version of it, you have to be better at that than me. So, like, I can't wait to get a better photographer and someone who knows code and can do a website better than I can and, like – you know, and so that's I think when you think of winning a winning team, like just getting people that um that can just identifying talent, right? And uh and getting people integrity is probably gonna be the biggest thing and finding people who are I would consider myself a servant leader, like that's the way I approach leadership is just like doing giving as much as I can and I think that's 
part of why the club is what it is. And I think like that's what I want to identify when I look at these other locations and hire other run leaders as people who are just wanting to give of themselves to the, always put in community first. Cause someone like that is always going to, if they're not good at something like a me, like I wasn't a photographer before, but like, because I cared about it so much, I learned and watched the YouTube videos and practice to get good at it. So someone who cares like that is going to put the work into like make up for the shortcomings. I think that's, I think that's different than what we, Anthony, you would agree. We, we hear in ministry in ministry. It's often like you got to get someone to fill this role, you know, like the mantra, if you're not doing, if you're doing your job, you're not doing your job. But I think having a desire, like everything I'm hearing from you, like how it's some of what you just said is, is excellence. Yeah. Like you care about what you're doing so much that you want someone else to do it. Sure. Yeah. But you care about what's happening to the point to where you're like, I'm not going to let you do a bad job no. at this because it's much more important than just giving you a pat on the back and feeling like you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, wow. and sometimes people get frustrated with that. And there's a, there's a balance there with even, um, with teaching someone cause there is value in teaching someone who isn't good at it, but then giving them the space, for instance, Rachel and Alyssa, they, you know, they, um, they don't have a background. One of one is an engineer. One's an environmentalist going back to school to be an engineer. And, they don't have any experience like leading classes or anything like that. I used to be an orange theory coach and was the head coach at the La Jolla studio for some time before, uh, starting run club and then subsequently working at Strava. So I've had some experience do like proper training, you know, teaching 600 different classes to where I got good enough to public speak and control a crowd and do some of these things. And, and, um, they haven't. So I have to like, remember that, like, okay, if I want them to take over, I have to trust them to go up there <clears throat> on the mic, introduce, do announcements, even though they're nervous, even though they forgot stuff, even though like it might've not been like the best version of it this time, they have to get some practice. And so it's like, again, that balance of like, is this the best version of it right now? Is it better if I just go up there and do it? Like, sure. But like they have to get it good somehow. So you got to yeah. find that balance. Yeah. It's finding those things that allow for people to grow, yeah. but also don't sacrifice. Cause like the difference between someone who's not going to be great at public speaking and what that first little announcement going a little bit clunkier and someone who's not going to take in photos and you missing a week of photos is night and day. So as a leader right, right. having discernment to identify, these are the places where we can allow for messy growth. Mm -hmm. And these are the places where we can't that's that. No one has ever talked to me about that before and mm. all like the leadership training and everything I've gotten. No one has ever said, you have to discern where are your messy growth areas and where are your like non-negotiable, like everything has to be excellent. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Inevitably those places, right? Like, it, like a non, like you can forget to announce that we get 10% off at the collective on pizza tonight for our social. You can't not acknowledge a new member, right? right. Like that's a non-negotiable. Like you have to offer the new member a chance to take a new member picture. We have to call them up. They have to be able to get on the mic. Like that is who we are. The stops during the run. We can't just be like, Oh, we forgot to stop today. We just ran through that whole 5k. Like, no, 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 we have to stop. That's who we are. Right. You know, we can, you know, you, you can forget to do like, Oh, we had three raffles today. You forgot about the third one. Who cares? Not a big deal. Right. right. So again, finding those places. I love that. Uh, any other questions? Got a couple minutes left. Cole. So Cole asks, has there been a God moment in Run Club where you experienced God in a deeper, more meaningful way or had a conversation about Jesus? Yeah, not not to be able to, not not be able to share, you can always share, but 
there hasn't been a moment that stood out where like there was a person that came up like, man, like, what do you believe or what does this God think so I can like, you know, chat with you? Can I go to church with you? Nothing like that at Run Club. Um, but I'd say the like biggest God moments for me, I'm very, um, I'm very type A. I'm very much like a list maker and like got to get this done. Like these are the things I'm good at. Like this is my goal. This is how to get there and then executing. Um, because I'm super detail oriented, I try to think of everything. I try to think of what are all the things I've, I've worked in event coordination and, and partnerships since I graduated college. And I've always think like, what can go wrong? Like I have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G for everything. Um, even when I was a kid, I'd be like, my dad always jokes that um, in any room, I know where all the exits are. Cause like, I'm always thinking of what could go wrong. And so uh, with that, what I've learned through Run Club is that in order for it to be successful, you need God because you can't check everything off. Like, there's not, it can't just be all me. Like I can't control the, the fact, like the weather, or I can't control that. Like this person heard about run club or it's open to everyone. Like anyone can come to run club. It's online. And we've luckily had so many just like good people, good humans. I've never had like a huge, like harassment case or, you know, God forbid, uh, a safety issue or something, you know, someone coming to like harm someone at the run club. Like do you realize the more you plan, the more that you realize the things there's so much that you can't plan. And like, in order to be successful, you like, it, it's funny. Like I, I hear people say, like when they go up to accept awards, like Oscar Grammys and they're like, you know, I'm so humble. And I'm like, get out of here. How are you humble? You just won the yeah. be best actor. Like you're not humble. Get out of here. And I'm like, no, you really are. Cause like, again, I look at run club and I look at how many people here. I'm like, I, I couldn't have done that. There's no way I don't have the skill. I don't have the intelligence. I don't have the creativity as much as I think I have something in those areas to be able to do this, like without God. So there's, you know, that's when it's like, you know, me thinking I was going to have 15 people there. Right. Like, if someone would have said to me, like, yo, like, if someone even said that there was a run club that existed that could have 400 people, I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. Like, that, no, not all running at one place. Like, no, no. Like, so that's those moments is when it kind of hits you, like, oh, shoot. Like, look at what God made this when I was praying that 10 people would show up. Like, yeah. so. I think that also goes back to what you said um, earlier when you said, I don't know how you said it, but essentially you said you got to think about what you pray about, you know? Because, yeah, like, you sure. were praying, oh, God, I want these million dollar businesses and then you switch to no i want to help millions of people yeah and i think that speaks to like where 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 there is integrity where there is character where there is consistency where there is a care for other people and living and loving like jesus whether it be what people would maybe look at and go like oh you need to be more overt or whatever like when we were talking about that i was like i actually think you're right in your pocket yeah. Because the Bible is very clear. There are gifts of the spirit and there are people that are evangelists. There are people that are prophets. And when we try and do what is not our calling, we, we step into an uncomfortable spot. And mm -hmm. so I've, if anything, I look at what you're doing and I'm like, you are doing the absolute like definition of what God has called you to do yeah. and living out your calling. And I think it, I think it's phenomenal and amazing, especially the intentionality you have to the prayer around it, because that just shows the fruit of the blessing of like what you have. So thanks man. That's fantastic. Um, some of the questions got time for like maybe one more. If we don't, that's totally fine. We will finish this up and we will be concluding our evening with a trip to Todd's favorite ice cream shop. Definitely one of the faves. Definitely Jenny's. one of the faves. Um, but as we close, as we close, I want to say thank you, Todd. Uh, thank you for being here. Can we give Todd a round of applause for being here? Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> um, follow PB Run Club on Instagram. Uh, Please do. Follow Todd. 
that's how you know he's humble, man. Look at Todd's following. Look at PB Run Club. He ain't about himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, formal invite, uh, not this Saturday because we have our um, Firefest this Saturday. But uh, my plan is to next Wednesday head on down because I haven't done a Wednesday run. There's something. I want something. I want to head head on down. Yeah, Yeah. it's a party. It's definitely a party. I'm going to head on down next Wednesday if he wants to come with me. I'm going to go down to the run club. Who knows if it goes well and I'm feeling it. Maybe I'll head down Saturday as well because the Saturday is a good time. I'll give you an out. I'll I'll give you an out. I'll be in Lisbon the 11th through the 18th. Okay, great. Yeah, that gives you an out. That's perfect because I really (laughs) didn't want to miss any college football on Saturday. That's like, that's my Sabbath, you know? So I love it. Um, well, Todd, thank you so much, uh, for being here. We're so yeah, grateful man, thanks for, for you. having me. It's awesome. Uh, we're going to finish. I'm just going to pray over you and what God has you doing. So Appreciate father God, it, we thank you for Todd. We thank you for the giftings that you've given him all the ways in which you've blessed him. Um, and you have shown, uh, your love, your intentionality and your purpose and your plan for his life. God, we pray that you just continue to give him favor with this run club. God, we pray that you would just continue to give him opportunities to expand and to grow, um, what he's doing. God, we pray in advance for the cities that he's already dreaming and praying about. God, would you give him favor there? Um, and God, would you bless him in all of these mighty ways? And would Sony and Nike reach out for a formal partnership? Amen. Yes, Lord. God bless, Todd. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>